Hey guys, this is Vanessa Dyer, and I'm the Charlotte, North Carolina-based lifestyle blogger behind thecheekybean.com. With several successful years as a business owner, a first-time mom, and a deep passion for health and wellness, I'm here to share my honest, unfiltered advice on all things motherhood, relationships, travel, and more. So grab a coffee and join the conversation. This is the Cheeky Bean Podcast. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, I am talking about how to keep going when you really feel like giving up. No guests this week. Admittedly, I have recently gone through a big season of burnout, and I'm probably still working through that. I'm coming out of it, but I found a ton of resourceful tips and tricks along the way that have helped me work through this season and come out of it stronger. So I am sharing some thoughts, strategies, and ideas today that I hope serve you. If you are stuck in a rut or you want to take things up a notch and be the best version of yourself, but you don't know how grab a pen and take a few notes. If you need any kind of motivation, I hope by listening to this that you will get just that. So I don't necessarily know if it's common to feel burnout in the early stages of motherhood, but I do know that we as women tend to take on a lot on our plates. We have demanding careers. We want to be good moms to our babies. We want to be a good wife to our spouse in addition to being good homemakers and having a clean house and a fresh dinner on the table every night. And the pressure to get it all done in a 24-hour day seems to always be there. So I know I personally landed myself in this season of burnout because I am just trying to do it all and I'm trying to do it well and realistically that's just not possible and maybe that's just the perfectionist in me I'm an Enneagram one and I love to try to be good at all the things but I know that we all experience burnout at some point which essentially has the reverse effect it causes a lack of motivation in the things that matter to us it causes us to feel negative or like we're failures because we can't get it all done and it can cause us to feel alone so I want to talk about a few ways to fight burnout and my number one thing that I have done to kind of reverse this season that I'm in is to change my focus. So it has been proven time and time again that shifting your focus to the positive can dramatically improve your happiness. The most enjoyable part of an activity oftentimes is the anticipation. So think about it. If you have this fun trip planned that you're so excited about, half the fun is thinking about it in the time leading up to leaving or researching fun things to do while you're there or simply talking about how you're looking forward to going with the people that you're going with. So I started changing my focus by writing out things that would make my day great each morning along with a simple statement that defines who I want to be in this five-minute journal. And I found that journal on Amazon. I've shared it on Instagram stories several times. It's been on sale recently. I will include the link on my Instagram stories again in case you guys are interested in purchasing it. I love this journal. But by doing this, I am priming my brain with daily affirmations. I'm basically speaking the things that I want to happen into existence. So these are things that I have control over, like waking up 15 minutes earlier or sending a thank you note to someone I'm thankful for or getting outside for a walk. Over time, you create change from within once you build these beliefs. And the journal has this quote from Muhammad Ali that I really like, and it says, it's the repetition of affirmations that leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. So a pretty cool example of this that the journal uses is a study conducted by a couple of doctors at Harvard, where they performed an experiment to study the effects of brain priming on staff of seven different hotels. Half of those participants were informed of how much exercise they were getting every day through their work. So 
things like how many calories they burned or how many or how similar vacuuming is to a workout. And then the other half were given no such information. And then several weeks later, it was found that the first group who had been primed to think of their work as exercise had actually lost weight even though these people had not done any more work or exercise than the control group, which were their colleagues who weren't told about how their work was similar to exercising. So in conjunction with shifting my focus, I also changed the internal questions that I was asking myself. I listened to a podcast with Ed Milet, which by the way, he is incredible. If you guys need a good motivational speaker to listen to, um, I think it's called the Ed Milet Show. But anyway, he said, If you're going to change your thinking, you have to change the questions that you ask yourself because thinking is literally asking yourself a series of questions regularly that either serve you or they don't. They're stuck in your unconscious mind and they're questions like, what are people thinking of me? What's the mistake I'm going to make next? Do people like me? Am I failing? And oftentimes if we're experiencing burnout, these negative questions come along with that and then you start to believe these things. So instead of focusing on these made up beliefs in my head, I use the journal to steer my brain into focusing on a statement of what I want in life. So for example, if you feel like everything is going against the grain for you lately, you would then wake up and write good things are coming my way in the journal. By doing this, you're priming your brain to see the good things around you and your subconscious starts to pick up on that. I believe actually Ed Milet used an example in his podcast where he said he purchased a new car and prior to having this car, he never really noticed them on the road or around him. But after the purchase, he would all of a sudden see the same car he purchased all over the place. And obviously that car didn't just start appearing after he purchased it. He just started noticing it because all of a sudden it became relevant to him because his brain is primed to pick up on that. So some of my favorite daily affirmations that have helped me get through the season are I'm doing my best and that's good enough or I am strong or I am capable of achieving my goals or my thoughts and feelings matter. And a lot of times it's easier to affirm others, but remembering to give yourself that pep talk every morning is just as important as giving that affirmation and the same effort that you give to giving affirmation to other people. And then the next thing that I would highly recommend is making space for the things that make you feel alive. When Shane and I talked through how I got to this point, we realized that a lot of the things that really fueled my fire in the past are no longer present or they are few and far between because it feels like there simply just isn't enough time in a day to take a step back and make those things happen. So for example, I found a ton of inspiration and motivation and creativity in traveling. And when the pandemic happened, I was kind of stripped of that. And then we had a baby during the pandemic. And so now it's a lot harder to just get up and leave. I was gone for a whole week, once a month, all over the country on these travel projects. And I, they would fill my cup up so much, but it's just so much harder to do that in the situation that I'm in now. So I've had to learn to just audit my time and build in breaks with things that give me rest, with things that recharge me, with things that fill me up. And I heard a really interesting quote one time and it said, burnout isn't caused by having too much on our plates. It's caused by not having enough of what fills us up on our plates. So I really sat with that and I thought about it and I was like, wow, that makes perfect sense. So I sat down 
And I thought about what truly makes me happy, what truly inspires me, what gives me motivation. And then I built more of those things into my day and I was very strategic about how to build those things in my day. But that also means that you have to look at what's taking up most of your time and audit what you can cut out to make room. And it's the things that really matter that should be the priority in this situation. Going off of that same thought on what makes you happy. Something that truly matters to me that I've had to figure out how to make time for is nourishing my mind and my body. And I think if you're in the season of burnout, that's definitely something that you should take a look at because I know when I look at my gratitude journal and what I've written down every morning for the week, a lot of the times it's the ability to work out or my time at the gym with my best friend. And for a while, Shane was traveling for work constantly again. And it was this whole new adjustment period of figuring out life while he's on the road again. And prior to having kids, that didn't make a difference in my workout routine because I could still get up and go. But now that we have a baby, I've had to be so much more intentional with how I can do that in the mornings if he's not home to do daddy duty. But morning workouts for me are also connected to waking up earlier, which tend to give me a more productive day overall. So that's a key player in my overall happiness. And it's something that I know that I need as a mental outlet, as a stress reliever, as something that gives me all the happy endorphins. So for me, nourishing my mind and body means working out and eating healthy, but that could look different for many people. It could be anything from like reducing your screen time. It could mean meditating. It could be getting outside for fresh air and walking the dog during your work day or just movement so you're not sitting behind a screen all day long. It's incorporating a more rigorous skincare routine. Whatever that looks like for you, you have to be intentional about taking the time to do so. And then when you do, it's important to give yourself credit so that you're acknowledging the deposits that you're making in changing your mindset. And that is how you begin to change the subconscious mind. Next, you need to tell somebody. There's absolutely nothing worse than feeling isolated in your feelings. And why does talking to someone about your struggles in life have to be so taboo? We all struggle. Nobody is perfect. And regardless of how perfect someone's life may seem, it's just not. I was feeling like this for a while and I just internalized all of the feelings because I honestly think I was ashamed of them. I seemingly have the perfect life. And even when I opened up to my mom about this, she was like, why, honey, what's wrong? You know, you seem to have it all. And I kept thinking like, why can't I get myself out of this rut? And why can't I get myself back on the grind? It's not that hard. Like, come on, Vanessa, what's going on? But it sort of felt like if I told other people, I was complaining. And I am not a complainer. And the basis of my job is on positivity and empowering people. But at the same time, we can't talk about these things and you're just internalizing this, you're going to be miserable for forever. I also just did not want to put that burden on someone else. But what I realized is that social contact, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, can be one of the quickest ways to feel lighter. So I say, tell your husband, tell your mom, tell your best friend or your sibling. And if you don't have someone that you're comfortable sharing with, tell a therapist. I really don't think that the person listening has to necessarily be able to fix the problem, but they just need to be a good listener without placing judgment. And oftentimes they have suggestions or coping strategies that you may not have thought of on your own. I know when I you know, talk to Shane, my husband about it, or when I talked to my mom about it, or when I opened up to my best friend about kind of how I was feeling about everything, 
all three of them had suggestions that I had not thought of on my own and that the others didn't have either. So I think you'll find by opening up to other people that they can probably relate to what you're talking about and maybe offer a different perspective. And by the same token, surrounding yourself with people that inspire you can also often be a way to relight the fire. Just having the ability to bounce ideas off of like-minded people can feel good. I think the isolation that the pandemic created really removed a lot of this dynamic because people were at home and they weren't in an office environment, so they weren't directly exposed to you know, other people's success or other people's positive energy or other people's drive. And for me, being a creator, like I said, traveling was my outlet and my way of feeling motivated and being inspired by my surroundings. And that was also stripped from me. So I think that, you know, the energy that is around you, as long as it's positive energy, can a lot of times help you work through this season of burnout. And then the last pillar that I want to touch on is the power of giving back. I know it sounds so cliche, but this doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be complicated or time consuming, and it doesn't have to cost a ton of money because I'm sure you're thinking, Vanessa, if I'm already burnt out and I have too much on my plate, how am I going to commit to adding more to it? And listen, I get it because that's exactly how I felt, but it can be as simple as offering the mailman a water on a hot ass summer day. And I promise you the joy that that tiny little act of kindness will bring you will instantly make you feel lighter and I can I can speak from experience I we lost our mailbox keys and it was this whole debacle and I went out to the mailbox and the mailman was out there and I was trying to catch him because there was a piece of mail that we really needed in our mailbox and we had to replace the whole mailbox in order to get a new key it's like one of those centralized mailboxes and the guy couldn't come out to replace it. It was, like I said, whole debacle. So I went out to the mailman and I said, hey, you know, I, this is what's going on. Here's my ID. I can't get into my mailbox. Is it okay if I, you know, just show you who I am and then grab the mail because I really need this piece of mail. And he was so kind and was like, yes, absolutely. And I noticed that he was completely drenched in sweat. So I said, hey, I, you know, I actually live right across the street. Would you like a water? He was like, I would love a water. So I ran inside, I got the water and I ran it back out there. And he was like, you are the nicest lady. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. You have no idea how you just made my day. This job is so hard and it is so hot out here. And I mean, we live in the Carolinas. A lot of times it's 95 degrees and 100% humidity. So it is hot. And I don't think their mail trucks have air. And it was such a tiny little thing, but it made me feel so good. And when I walked away, I heard him on his, he had his earbuds in. I heard him talking on the phone and he said, oh my gosh, I just met the nicest lady to whoever he was talking to. And he was like, she just made my day. And it was such a small little thing and it was like no sweat off my back, but it truly made my entire day that day. So like I said, it doesn't have to be this big extravagant thing where you're donating to charity or you're putting together this whole charity event because in all honesty, I get it. Like a lot of us don't have time for that, but the little tiny things like that that seem like they wouldn't make a big difference in your day absolutely do make a big difference. And then I know I said that was going to be my last pillar, but I also just thought about the fact that I think setting boundaries with time in terms of family and friends is also super, super important. I have so many friends who are people pleasers and they do not know how to say no. So they will put their own mental health and their own well-being in a bad place in the name of 
making somebody else happy or in the name of doing what somebody else wants them to do. And I think if the people that you're surrounding yourself with are good people and they're your people, you should be able to say, hey, I actually set that time aside for myself or I actually have plans that day. They're going to understand and nobody's going to fault you for that. I feel like especially with the family dynamic, like people feel so pressured to say yes and they feel like they can't say no to their family and the outings that they want them to do or traveling to go see them. And then you've got the other side of the relationships family being like, hey, we want you to come do this. Why don't you guys come see us more often? When in all reality, it's really placing so much more stress on you as a person that you really mentally don't have the capacity for. So setting boundaries around your time in terms of family and friends is super important. And the people that you're spending your time with should fill your cup up. You should never leave feeling like you're drained from hanging out with them or you're exhausted and need a mental break. The people that you spend time with should be making you feel full and energized and motivated. And if you have the right people in your circle, you will want to spend more time with them because they are filling you up in that way. So the good news here is that you can recover from burnout. It definitely takes a lot of work and it can feel very overwhelming in a time where you already feel like you don't have capacity for more. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to balance. And in order to be the best mom or the most badass employee or business owner and the gold star homemaker or wife that you want to be, you have to be able to operate from a full tank. And I think we oftentimes associate self-care with being selfish or lazy because other things seem to be more important in that moment, but it's really not. You're investing in yourself so that you can be the best version of you for these other people. And I think that establishing a routine and boundaries that put your health and well-being first while still allowing you to tend to the responsibilities of your job and personal life is the way to do that. So anyway, that's what's been on my heart lately. And if you're feeling the same way, please know that you're not alone. I think a lot of people are experiencing this as a fallout from the pandemic. I know a lot of you who follow me are new moms and we had all the anxiety of being pregnant during 2020, having a baby in 2021 and being business owners and employees and all the changes. So if no one has told you today, you are a badass, you are strong, you can do this and you are doing great. Hopefully some of these tips are helpful. I would love to hear what you guys are doing to fight burnout if you found anything that is helpful thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time